Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, here once again. Thanks to everybody who's been sharing the podcast on social media. We appreciate it. That's how this thing grows. We went from 20 people to 30 people to 100 people to close to 200 people now and still growing because of people sharing on social media. So thank you very much. Today, we're going to dive into um, something that I started talking about uh, in the last few weeks. And I had someone ask me to kind of uh, get a little more in depth. But if you remember back, we talked about how our body responds to our spirit. Proverbs says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. That there's a response from your body to your spirit. People who live in a place of victory in their spirit will will have victory in their life because as your spirit goes, so your body goes. Your body is actually protected from sickness and disease by keeping victory in your heart. People who live defeated in their heart. John G. Lake said um, any, any change in his health, he can trace back to a change in his spirit. If there was any adverse health, it was because there was something going on wrong on the inside of his spirit first, that the one responds to the other. So we're going to kind of break some of this stuff down. Um, I'm going to start at Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, just so we can kind of go back and see how God created us. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So we have three distinct parts to 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 a man. God made him, uh, formed him from the dust to the ground. That was his body, right? He made his, uh, put his body together using the clay, using the dust. And it says, and he breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life. That's the moment that the spirit of Adam came into Adam, right? That was the moment that who you really are, your spirit being your inner man, that was that breath of life, which then made his soul come alive. So without the spirit, there would be no mind, no will, no emotions. Your body is the outer part. Your soul is one ring inside that. And then on the inside of that, who you truly are is a spirit. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, uh, First um, Thessalonians five twenty three says, "And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly." And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see it in order there from who you really are—a spirit uh, that has a soul, which is your mind, which is your will, which is your emotions—and then lives in a body, has a flesh, right? Um, and so that's the order of things. Proverbs 4.23 is a very interesting verse, but it's, it's such a key to our life. It says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Life comes from the spirit of man. Uh, man can be without a functioning uh, uh, brain. But as long as he's got a beat in his heart, as long as his heart is still beating, life can actually be sustained. He can be brain dead, right? But life is still happening on the inside of him. You are a spiritual being. You and I are spiritual people. And I believe this is going to help you as we kind of break this down. Um, But spiritual people. So this is how God made us, where man was dominated by his spirit. Uh, In the garden, Adam walked around dominated by his spirit. He actually was even conscious of the fact that he was naked walking around in the garden. He was a spirit being. Life is spiritual, right? He had work to do. Um, it says that once Adam sinned, it says God came down and, and 
he was walking in the garden in the day and he began to talk to Adam. That was a regular thing that God and man had communication, right? God is a spirit and so are we. Um, So man was dominated by his spirit being. Uh, Then when we see sin take place, we see in Genesis 6 um, verse 5, it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So um, man is a spirit, but sin is of the spirit. Mankind, when someone's uh, in the world or if someone sins, they use their body to commit a sin, but sin is of the spirit. Why? Because sin is actually um, a purely spiritual thing. It's a rebellion of the heart. So when we look at the original sin with Lucifer, he was in direct rebellion. Lucifer, who is a spirit being, was in direct rebellion from God, who obviously was a spirit, uh, who is a spirit being, spirit being. And so the first original sin was a spiritual thing. It actually was different for um, Adam and Eve. If you look at the original sin uh, uh, from Adam and Eve's perspective, what was the enticement? The enticement was that it was a departure from God because God had said, you know, I heard someone say that um, sin is a departure from the love of God. God sets up boundaries for our own good. There's limitations for our own good. And so when we depart, we're departing from understanding that God loves us. If they trusted that God loved them and he said, don't eat of this tree, they would have had no worry, no reason to doubt him, right? But the enticement was that it would give them wisdom, which is a sin of the soul, right? Uh, to be wise, to, uh, to it was their pride, really, it was a stroke of their ego, and the fruit was good to look at. So it's interesting, if you look at those three categories, spirit, soul, body, uh, Satan's temptation, the serpent's temptation for Eve was actually um, to take her from being a spirit being to being dominated by her soul where pride sits, right? You'll be wise like God. You'll be like the gods, right? Um, And then also dominated by her flesh where the fruit was good to look at. So in essence, mankind got what what he, uh, man, Adam got what he wanted. Eve got what she wanted in yielding to the serpent. She wanted to be more wise, less wise spiritually, more wise in the natural, right? Puffed up in pride to be wise like the gods. And then she wanted fruit. It was good to eat. It was enticing for her eyes. So what happened in essence when, when Adam sinned is man went from being dominated by his spirit. He departed from the love of God and was dominated by his spirit where he wasn't even aware of the fact that he was naked to being dominated by his flesh and dominated by his soul. And that's the, that's the present condition of mankind dominated by his soul, dominated by his flesh. And so I'm going somewhere. If you think about how our body responds to our spirit, um, sin is sickness of the spirit. So when sin entered in, what did God call it? He said, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you will surely die, right? Surely die. Now, obviously we see that uh, if God's talking about a day, the 24 hours, that period that when you eat this fruit, uh, Adam and Eve didn't die physically, right? There was no physical death. Sure, death entered in at that point, right? There was the ability, there was then now trees decayed, all of creation suffered a loss and started to decay. But people were living hundreds of years, right? There's people in the lineage uh, after Adam, who were 700, 800, 900 right? years old, people lived a long time. So there was no immediate 
immediate physical death. So death was a separation from the life of God, where man had the life of God removed from his spirit, from who he was, and wickedness entered, sin entered, right? So uh, uh, Isaiah 14, actually, let me read 1 Samuel 12. So we see that this, all of this takes place in the heart. 1 Samuel 12, 20 says, And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, you have done all this wickedness, yet turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Turn not aside from following the Lord, serve the Lord with all your heart. So when we interact with God, it's, it's through our heart or our spirit. Those words are used interchangeably. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Without Jesus Christ, the, the state and condition of man is fallen, dominated by his flesh, dominated by his soul, but a heart that's wicked, right? A heart that's fallen from away from God. That's what death is. It's separation from the life of God. So if you look um, uh the 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 mankind as a whole changed in the moment that he sinned went from death uh, went from life um, connected to God to death went from being a spirit dominated being to being spiritually dead separated from God dominated by the will the mind and then uh, the emotions and then the body. And so, but salvation, the the goal of salvation, what salvation does is actually changes that all back. So if you see here, um, Isaiah 14 talks about Lucifer. It says, verse 12, "How, how are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Sin takes place in the heart. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I'll be like the most high. Yet you should be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Sin takes place in the heart of man. Salvation turns that all around. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I'll give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. I heard a saying that said the problem, the heart of the human condition is the condition of the human heart. Salvation deals with the spirit or the heart of man. When you come to God, In the same way, when Adam sinned, God said, surely in the day that you sin, you will die. There is no immediate physical death. And it's the same way. When you come to God and you accept Jesus Christ, there's no immediate uh, change, right? The Bible says you've been born again. John 3, 3 says, unless you're born again, you should not see the kingdom of heaven. But there's, there's no immediate change, right? That's why in the Bible, the guy was baffled. And he's like, what do you mean born again? How can I enter into, again to my mother's womb? But it's not a physical thing. Salvation doesn't deal with your body. Salvation deals with your heart. It actually gives you a new heart. It's like heart replacement surgery, spirit replacement surgery. There's a new spirit that's put with in you. Uh, John 3, 3 says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is spiritual. And so are we. One of the works of the devil is to make it seem like life is just this natural thing. And there's, there's practical things that we go through, but the basis of everything is spiritual. This word is, this world is spiritual. Everything we see, um, 
comes from something that we don't see. So the sin that, that you've committed is of the Spirit. The nature that you were born into is, an, is a spiritual nature. That's why the Bible says in John, um, it says in John 5.24, that you've passed from death to life. So if you think back to the garden, God said in the day that you sin, you'll surely die. Death reigned because of, of that sin. But now we've passed from death to life. How? What's changed in our body? Really nothing. What's changed in our mind? Maybe just a decision to do things different. But what has changed? God has put a brand new spirit on the inside of us. And that's why this whole thing of like looking back at your past and seeing, who, you know, I made these mistakes when I was younger and now I'm dealing with this. It's like there is no more claim on your life from the kingdom of darkness. There's, you, can ex, you can expect from God that the moment you get born again, you can receive your healing as well. Why? Because you're no longer who you were. You're no longer subject to sin and the effect of sin. I don't care if you, you know, had a life in the world and, and did drugs. You can fully expect that your mind would be restored, that your body would be restored by the power of God because the spirit part has changed and the body always responds to the spirit. So in the same way that sin is of the spirit, so is righteousness. You were a sinner, but now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Everything responds to the spirit. Romans 6, 4, 17 says, but God be thanked that you were servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, which was delivered unto you. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 says, um, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding weight of, uh, exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, when you got born again, you passed from death to life. You went into a total different category of species. That's why we can come boldly to God's throne to receive help. When you go and pray next, don't pray like you've always prayed. Pray like a child of God, like you really have been washed in the blood of Jesus, that you really have become a different species that's able to approach God. When God sees you, he sees the blood of Jesus, but he sees that new heart that he put within you. He sees that new nature. You've passed as a, you were a child of disobedience a child of God's wrath. Now you're a child of God. I actually didn't even mean to talk about who we were in Christ in this. I just wanted to show you the distinction between spirit, soul, and body. Um, But this is where it always comes back to because we see where we stand in the kingdom of God. Ephesians 3.16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. This is a spiritual matter. It has to do with your spirit, with your heart. And then Romans 8.10 says, And if Christ be in you, say that with me, say, Christ lives in me. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Your body is actually still headed to destruction. You know, we, we believe in supernatural healing. We believe that God sustains our body. He prolongs our life on this earth. But ultimately, our body's headed for the grave. But we have a second one waiting for us. But we're, we've already, you know, you're not waiting for eternal life. You have eternal life now. Eternal life belongs to you. Your spirit has actually been given eternal life already. 
Life is spiritual. When you go about life, that's why that's why the devil works hard to keep people living in the realm of the natural where life has nothing to do with spiritual activity. They don't even feed their spirit. They don't put the word of God in their heart because because when you understand that you are a spirit and the majority of what you do must be was as a child of God must come out of your spirit must come from the voice of the holy ghost must come by keeping yourself stirred up jude 120 1 uh, jude 120 ye beloved building yourselves up stirring yourselves up on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost that your faith comes from your spirit your relationship and walk with the lord comes from your spirit life is spiritual the moment we lose sight of that we begin to lose ground god has ordained us to move forward in the kingdom of God. And it comes by understanding who you are. You are righteous. And that's a spiritual reality. You were a sinner, but you're not anymore. You're a child of God. You have authority in the spirit realm, but we have to understand who we are in Christ. That first of all, you are not a body. You are not dominated by your thoughts. You are a spirit being. The spirit was restored to its light. Your human spirit was restored to its rightful place as number one. As long as you do what Galatians 5.16 says, if you walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We're going to continue on the next podcast and get into part two, um, get into some things that will really help you in understanding uh, how your body responds to your spirit, how the spirit is first. But for now, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.